You just abandon any precaution. You know, folks, something could happen here, and if it does, so what? Hey friends, welcome to Nathan for Us, a Nathan for You podcast. My name is Kelly. And hi, I'm Megan. Um, today we are doing our season three wrap up of Nathan for You, where we're going to go through each segment, rank them, you know, give our general thoughts. We'll see if we have a new number one best Nathan for You scheme or not. Um, apologies that we have not recorded in a while. I was on vacation for a bit. A hot minute. It was incredible and 100% worth missing the podcast. Apologies. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Learn to say an apology. <laughs> I should have gone compliment sandwich, but I panicked as soon as I started talking and I was like, I don't know where I'm going with this. <laughs> There's still an opportunity to reel them back in. Listeners, please forgive me. We have a great episode for you, probably. Hopefully. (laughs) (laughs) It's real risky to say that at the beginning of the episode. Yeah, I ate a really boozy tiramisu right before this, so I'm all full of sugar and uh, mascarpone. (laughs) Lady fingers. Yeah. I'm full of lady fingers. Uh, choice words. You don't like that? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I shouldn't start a spinoff podcast called Full of Ladyfingers? <laughs> That's a different conversation. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so if anyone for some reason has stumbled upon our season three rankings and has not listened to season two or season one rankings um, for this podcast, we, that would be really fun. And I, I'm happy you're here. Uh, For this episode, essentially, we go through every small mini segment within the episode of Nathan For You. Sometimes those are, you know, just one segment of the show or the episode, and sometimes they're the whole episode. We talk about them a little bit, kind of our overall thoughts, and then we give a ranking based on a couple of different criteria. Um, The criteria that we have outlined is how fun or funny is the segment, how successful is the idea, how original is the idea? How are the secondary characters? So we score each of those out of five for a total of 20. Then we combine our rankings for an average rating. So scientific. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even remember when we originally made this, but uh, the spreadsheet's still going strong. So yeah. Many moons ago. Yeah. It's almost one year since the podcast started. It's been a long year. It's been a long year. (laughs) (laughs) But it's also surprising that this little Nathan for you show uh, has lasted almost a full year. That's very exciting. Yeah. And we still have one season to go. A party. (laughs) We probably should throw ourselves a one year party. We make Connor and Colin buy us like a balloon. Yeah, oh my god, (laughs) everyone shows up in suits that are too large for them. Oh, that would be Um, very fun. We we check everyone's pee at the beginning of the party (laughs) and at the end to see if they had fun and they like us. I mean, I'm not opposed. I mean, I need, I have questions and I need to know if if our friends like (laughs) us. (laughs) 
Oh my gosh. Well, our uh, lowest rated segment for season three is not the fun segment Thank that we were God. just talking about, but is actually from episode two of this season. I'm pretty surprised because I feel like there's one specific, very strong line in this episode, but it is the man zone coming in at the bottom here. You know what I feel like? A mother effing beer. Is yeah. that the line? No? Yeah, that's totally it's the a, line. It's, it's so like, good. It's a good line. He does a little trick with the beer. He like the bounces trick. it off his bicep. The trick is better than the line. And the fact Fair. that the guy opens the beer immediately after Nathan drops it like five times and then is surprised that it's fizzing over. Yes. So uh, I'll go through my rankings quick for the man zone. I gave this a three on how fun or funny. Oh, I also gave it a three. Chuckle. Wow. Look at us. Perfectly aligned. What if we should? I don't know how to check this. Maybe we'll. uh, I mean, I won't check it. Maybe you will. (laughs) We should see if over the seasons we become more and more aligned. (laughs) And if that means we're slowly forming into one person. Or if the segments are just more clearly better or worse in the later seasons. I'll never know. That's a good question. Yeah, I mean, are we going to be one being by the time Nathan's new shows come out? Uh, potentially next year. Wow. 2022. <laughs> Big things coming. <laughs> Being half a person. I Sometimes I feel like that. So Yeah. So the man zone was funny, but not hilarious. It had a few sparkly moments uh but you know mainly the sex talk was funny i thought i agree trying to engage the the men um do we need to explain the episode i feel like if you're here listening to this we probably don't right i feel like just like a short explanation is good and you know the highlights yeah the store owner wasn't particularly funny um You know, setting up the man room, it was just very, like, stereotypical of, like, this is what men love, football and sex and beer. And, you know, that's maybe good for one laugh. And, yeah, definitely juggling the beers was pretty funny. Um, Them finding out that they're drinking beer in the the back room was funny. But it wasn't, like, hilarious. Yeah, I think, well, we'll get to this in secondary characters. But we can kind of compare the store owner from the man zone and the store owner from the season one episode from a clothing store and i think mm. the season one clothing store owner was just a little bit more into the whole thing oh, i i loved her i really wanted her to come back i forget her name do you remember yeah her? she was great um i'm sure i have it written down somewhere oh gabby is her name i love i loved gabby so much i thought she was really funny but Alas, this is not about Gabby. No. Uh, how successful is the idea? I ranked it a two because it wasn't that successful. Same here. I think they didn't get any extra sales out of this. Um, we only tried it with two people. It was just kind of like whatever. We didn't see a lot of, you know, their KPIs weren't increasing here. A chair just in the store probably would have done the same thing. Yeah, well, I think that leads into how original is the idea, which yeah. Yeah, I said a two. Oh, I also said a two. Whoa. Whoa. I'm so excited to see how you find the secondary <laughs> characters. 
Um, um, yeah, I feel like a lot of stores kind of have not necessarily like an official man zone, but you know, you go into like an Aritzia and there's like all these couches which are just littered with with boyfriends and husbands, you know, holding purses. I think it's pretty common to have a seating area. Would Colin sit in the chair if there was one in the store? I think so. I, I oh. think... Though I do usually ask his opinion, so he'd probably get annoyed because I'd be, like, walking over to him being like, what do you think of this? What do you think of this? And his answer is yeah. always, I don't know. You need to try it on because he's like, I don't know what this would look like on you. It looks like a shapeless blob. I mean, that's fair. I do think that Colin has more fashion opinions and, like, wants to be engaged and help out. Connor has zero interest He'll go and he'll sit and he'll be like, call me when you're done. And if I ask him an opinion, he's just like, I don't know. I'm like, oh, okay, thanks. That's fair. It's tough. It's tough to have opinions on fashion if you don't care. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't (laughs) care, certainly. It's tough to have opinions on most things if you truly don't care. (laughs) Words to live by. (laughs) Um, Secondary characters, I gave a three. Oh, damn it. I gave it a 2.5. Oh. I was going to say, let's say it at the same time. Oh, shoot. Well. Well. That didn't work. (laughs) Next time. Yeah. (laughs) We're done. We have dramatically (laughs) different opinions. I just didn't think that there was a standout and there was no repeat characters. Um, You know, I thought that they were funny, but it, it was mainly Nathan really provoking the conversation and driving it. Um, normally what I like out of secondary characters is if they drive their own narrative and they start the conversation and kind of throw Nathan off a little bit, but you know, it was entertaining enough. Like the the thing is like all the segments are pretty good. This one just was the least funny and least successful because a lot of the times when they're not funny, they're normally pretty successful. And so it kind of raises the score, but this one was meh in kind of all the categories. Yeah, to be so this one has the same score as our lowest rated from season two. Um, and then it also has the same score as our third lowest rated from season one. What what was what were those segments? So season two was Simon C's, which was the one where they were pitching a reality show about Simon the security guard who is in the yeah. big boobies. Um We're just not know. interested in pervy men. No. Turns out. Cancel pervy men 2022. <laughs> and then Burger Joint was the same one from season one. Oh, but Burger Joint had those really funny people <laughs> spitting out the burgers being so dramatic. No. I do remember you being really, you really liked those people. <laughs> I was really high on those side characters. <laughs> I need to revisit that score and make sure it's a five. <laughs> Yeah, I'm curious. I'm like, what did you give it? Um, I feel like you gave it a really high score, if I'm remembering correctly. The rest of the categories must... Because I also thought it was funny. I don't know. No, you only gave it a three. Really? Yeah. It's probably because it was just the one woman dramatically spitting out the burger, demanding her $100, and she was a star. She was good. Yeah. She was very good. Um, okay, so an average score of 9.75 for the man zone. You know, strong branding, but overall just a little bit of a weaker segment. Yeah, um, the, the boys just didn't want to hang out. Yeah. I mean, they didn't want another mother effing beer, I guess. Sad. 
poor lonely Nathan. <laughs> Maybe this inspired the fun segment later. It might have. It might have. Fun fared a little bit better. Um, we actually have a lot of ones tied coming up as well. But so oh, no. our our second to bottom segment. Have we had um, tied ones before? Oh yeah, definitely. Oh. Definitely. Um, our second to bottom segment, I just called motorcycle. <laughs> Mm. Um, if anyone doesn't remember, this is from episode six, where they basically do a mini segment about how Nathan never wants to be stuck in traffic, so he has an unpaid intern follow him on a motorcycle, so he can jump out of his rental car. A second intern gets into his car to drive it, and then they turn this into a business idea, utilizing two biker, uh, sorry, a biker couple, I should say, that they found at a biker bar. Okay. Can I say the best parts about this episode? Yes, of course. One, Nathan dressing as a motorcycle guy. Yes. Two, Nathan getting the couple, the husband, to talk about how quickly he would get a new girlfriend. Yes, incredible. <laughs> and that's pretty much the two best parts. <laughs> I agree. It's, you know, it's fine. Those as- parts were, were really funny. Uh, yeah, but they were small, small portions of the episode or of that segment. Yeah, I think that's the problem. It's just like it's a shorter segment. You have um, like one really good joke, one really good bit. Yeah. Is it, it good tough. enough? It makes it hard when there's segments that are the full episode and they have like multiple really funny jokes. Yeah. Yeah, so, it just feels a little bit half-baked. Yeah. So... Uh, this actually happens to be one of the segments that I think if you really put in some marketing might actually take off and do really well, but it would just require a lot more planning. I agree. I think, you know, there's an app idea here if someone's willing to, to figure it out. Yeah. In university, uh, do you remember the group? I think they were called Green Frog. Um, I don't think we had them, but I think I know what you're talking about. So essentially, if you went to a party and it was like a volunteer campus group, I think that they were tied to a church in some way for some reason. Maybe that's that's off base. But um, if you drove to a party and you got too drunk, you could call this service. They would drive to you, um, pick you up, drive you and your car home. And I never used them. But they were just like very nice people who wanted to make sure that no one was drinking and driving. So I think it was free. Um, But that's a little bit what it reminded me of, as in you send two people, one of them takes your car, one of them takes you. And it just is very clever. Yeah, I think we also had we had a similar thing. I can't remember what it was, but it was like a student service where you could like call a number. And if you were like, you didn't even have to be drunk or anything, but if you were just like walking alone on campus or near campus, you could call someone and they would like, there would be two people who would come walk with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just called um, walk home. Oh, yeah, yeah, we had that one. But we, I don't, I, we must have had the same driving we, service too. We also had walk home as well. I think every university has some sort of program like that. Seems like they should if they don't. Yeah. So I said that this was a three out of five for funny. Um, I gave it a two. <laughs> The the jokes the two small jokes really landed for me. Yeah. I think that I I wanted more from yeah. the biker couple. I, I need like a full series following them around if they're still and together. I, 
And I want Nathan to spend more time pretending to be a biker. Like, as soon as he stopped pretending to be a biker, I was like, damn. Like, if he kept on the motorcycle jacket and kept, like, burrowing out with them and and trying to seem like he was a part of a motorcycle gang and, like, he fit in with them, I thought that would have been funnier. But he switched immediately after he caught them. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, I think it's just, yeah, we just need more. This was like a mini segment. It wasn't even in the episode title, so mm-hmm. should have done more. Uh, successful, I gave it a 1.5. No one took a ride. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I only gave it a 2 because I just felt like it was a good idea. It just didn't work. And I feel yeah. like probably uh, as far as categories that we have, how successful is the idea is like, Normally very hard for me to determine, although it should be a pretty black and white one or five. But so many of the ideas like kind of work. Yeah. Yeah. This one didn't. This one didn't. A two was generous, but I felt it had potential. Yeah, this one definitely has the most potential if someone's willing to uh, take it on. And I'm sure insurance would be terrible for this, but you could figure it out probably. Just anyone stuck in traffic with an app being like, get me the hell out of here. Or if, like, you see your clock and you're like, I need to get to a meeting. Like, you're calling them. At least I might. Yeah, I think we discussed in the podcast they need to put up, like, if they were going to actually do this, you need to, like, put up billboards, like, on the highway where there's, like, really high traffic. Yeah, it's so sketchy. 10 out of 10 idea. Yeah, it's so sketchy having someone go and knock on your window being like, hey, hop on my motorcycle and my wife's gonna drive your car to wherever you're going i'd be like um no yeah no thank you no thanks okay how original is the idea i gave it a three i thought this was pretty original um i know we've kind of talked about how it's like a bit of like a ride sharing app but this does feel a good niche where it's like when you're stuck in you know, bumper-to-bumper traffic, there's nothing you can really do because you can't just leave your car (laughs) in the middle of the lane. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I went back and forth on this. So I gave it a 2.5 because it's in the middle and I couldn't decide. Um, Because part of me was like, okay, ride-sharing exists. Kind of the program we discussed exists where someone can come grab you, but not in this format, not with a motorcycle in the middle of traffic. So it probably, I probably could have ranked it more original, but the other categories, it's low anyway. So I don't know how much it would have done for it. Yeah. I did give secondary characters a three because I do love the motorcycle couple. I gave them a three as well. They were, they they were were so good. I also liked at the end when Nathan was like trying to go to dinner with them and they were like, no, we're going to go eat fish alone. Yeah, which was great. They're like, no, we're going on a date and you're not invited. <laughs> um, kind of creepy, but I was reading a study today at work, or not a study, but like an article that was talking about Snapchat, like advertising and Snapchat's in like targeting that they're doing. And apparently they noticed that people were posting a bunch about like third wheeling on Fridays and Saturday nights and now they're using that to like sell ads to dating apps which I thought was very funny that is funny so but you know that's crazy that that they can actually like read the text you put on your snapchats to see what you're posting about there's like no privacy in snapchat <laughs> I only know one person that still uses snapchat I think we have a mutual friend who still uses Snapchat. 
Yeah, it's Kyle Picard. Kyle. Oh. Oh, Adam. Get off, get our, friend, our friend Adam also uses it. Maybe he should Snapchat Kyle Picard. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Kyle, move on. Get a better app. No one else uses Snapchat. I think it's really popular with, like, the, like, Gen Z kids. I don't know. I, I deleted Snapchat off my phone. Kyle posts uh, cute cats in his uh, stories, so it's the only reason I go on Snapchat. Kyle, post them on your Instagram instead. I know. <laughs> then I can see <laughs> Maybe um, yelling at him in a public forum is the best <laughs> way to make him change over. I did tell him this privately, saying, like, what are you doing? And he's loyal. I feel like this is the best way to get people to change what they their behavior is, right? You just call them out on a podcast. Yeah. It's the only reason I open Snapchat ever. <laughs> How dare you slightly inconvenience me? That makes it sound like you're a really good friend, though. So you're coming off great. I care a lot about uh, his outdoor cats that he spots across a field sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So motorcycle landed at an average of a 10 out of 20. Not terrible, but, you know. I mean, a 50. (laughs) Yeah, 50%. (laughs) Um, next up we have from episode four, we actually have a tie between two. Um, but the first one we're going to be talking about is from episode four. It is sporting goods store. And we have a big difference of opinion on this episode oh, or no. this segment. <laughs> so I'm curious to hear, uh, you have it rated four points higher than I do. That's a lot. Let me pull up my sporting goods store notes so I don't get destroyed. No, I mean, there's no destroying. I just want to hear your opinion because I, I mean, this segment was fine. Like, uh, this one is the one where Nathan is trying to find children that he's going to sign to contracts. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Are you, are you four points higher than me or lower than me? I'm four points lower than you. Okay, you you're insane this was freaking hilarious um where do i start okay one nikki the store owner and the uh, how funny the segment i only gave it a 3.5 but let me boost my own score for a second store owner constantly checking his phone hilarious two uh cornelius the age progression specialist is the most ridiculous human being i've ever seen no one in this series has been so convinced that their ridiculous, terrible photoshopping skills would be admissible in the court of law. Like he incorrectly uh, photoshopped like a little boy's face onto a woman's body and was like, oh, fun fact, I can switch people's genders too. And Nathan's like, okay, I just want it to be accurate. And he's like, oh, I'll switch it. It's 90% accurate. Like what? Okay. Also, James Bailey comes in dressed as an astronaut to convince a small child to stop pursuing his dreams of being an astronaut to focus on soccer. He tells the small child so dead ass that like his whole family died because he snuck them to space. He's miserable. People won't serve him at restaurants. Like what? This whole segment was so funny. Okay. 
I may have forgotten some of the things that happened. Literally in this everything. So We're I will boosting bump up, it, baby. I'm, I will bump up a few things. I'm raising my own score. Three point five. You're raising was... your own score. <laughs> I have convinced my rage of you having it lower. What Whoa. was your original ranking for it how funny a, it is? It was a two. Okay, I'm making mine a four. Mine was originally Whoa. a three point five. Oh my god! Okay, this is our whole thing. I'm Pain. very convincing. We'll check the scores at the end. We don't have to talk about them in a different order. Okay, James Bailey as astronaut uh, slash mall Santa was so funny, and how okay, much he so- did not care destroying a small <laughs> child's dream. I did forget about the age progression specialist and James Bailey and how funny they were. So I will give you that. That was my bad. I don't like the store owner. I don't like that he ignores Nathan. I think he's mean. But I <laughs> no, he's so funny when he just like like he's being recorded and Nathan will be partway through his sentence and he's just on his phone and Nathan's like, oh, do you think you're gonna uh, live long enough to see this work out? And he's He's just like, oh, um, I guess I'm not sure. <laughs> I was like, that's so crazy. Okay, so I gave it a three now, now that I bumped up my score for funny. It is funnier than a three. It's funnier than a three, but that's your own opinion, and uh, I definitely respect it. <laughs> <laughs> Rude. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I I was rewatching it today and watching James Bailey like destroyed me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I will give that one a three. Success of the idea, I gave it a two. Uh, yeah, I, I also gave it a two. Anything I think it could happen here. I think a two was generous from both yeah. of us. It blatantly did not work, but the asterisk is we don't know if it will work someday in the future like what if sasha does become a soccer star it's unproven it is hard it's hard to talk about an idea that is still ongoing because mm-hmm. sasha it would still be a child this was only filmed like you know five or seven years ago something like that how early do like what is the average age of professional soccer players like 21 22 probably younger i'd probably say like 17 18 really yeah i imagine (laughs) i don't think we have any idea we have no clue i'm just well i was guessing based on like hockey right like a lot of like i'm gonna google it the really good hockey people start when they're like 18 um this is very confusing (laughs) is it like 14 (laughs) no Okay, so the first thing it says, I have two different things for you. The first line it says, and I googled average age of professional soccer players. The average age of professional soccer players is 40 plus years old, which represents 39% of the population, September 9th, 2021. What? That's so random. So then I scroll down a little bit more. And then February 3rd, 2020. Uh, in 1992, the average age of a professional soccer player uh, was 24.9. Oh, oh my there's God. a fast forward to today, but it's a dot, dot, dot. Uh, oh, my God. Oh, sorry. Fast forward to today, and the average age is closer to 27. That makes sense. I, I don't I know what the that. I don't know what the 40 plus thing Probably is. Probably soccer fan. Maybe. Professional say- soccer fan. 
Is that a is that a profession? <laughs> yeah. No, I mean like you are a fan of professional soccer, not that your profession is being a soccer fan. <laughs> are they are they hiring all these soccer player fans? Is that why soccer is popular? I mean, how much is it paying? <laughs> I'm joking. If anyone from my work is listening, <laughs> which I one time really I told. Not. One time I – well, I was – I told a thing about how I was, like, in interviews for jobs on the podcast, mm-hmm. you know, a couple months ago. Yeah. And my boss listened to it, and he was like, I turned on your podcast, and you were talking about, like, our interview. <laughs> and I was like, this is truly the most embarrassing moment of my working career, but that's fine. Did we say good things about your interview? I mean, you took the job, so it went well. Yeah, I think I just said that I don't like telling or I don't like putting like that I have a podcast anywhere on my like professional resume or anything because like we talk about balls and dicks a lot. And so it doesn't feel like, you know, something that most people would want to hear about. But my boss is like cool and young, so he thought it was funny. Nice. Give me a raise, Scott, if you're listening. (laughs) Give her a raise, Scott. <laughs> um, okay. How original is the idea? I gave it a three. It feels original. Um, to, I gave it a four. F- yeah. I've never heard of... I'm sure in like actual sports people maybe do this, but they don't just Photoshop someone's face onto a completely different body and say, this is science. I mean, that wasn't the idea, though. The age progression specialist oh, yeah. the scheme. <laughs> the scheme is that they're recruiting children who will sign a contract to promote the soccer store or the sporting goods store, and then in the future, it'll pay off. It's basically like an investment strategy. I'm sure if that happened, I would have been approached. Come on. Um, how are the secondary characters? Okay, I did increase this to a 3.5. I put a four. They're really funny. I think this is a personal issue that I just think that the store owner is rude to Nathan. He is, but it's funny. True. (laughs) Also, Cornelius and James Bailey are very funny people. Yeah, James Bailey is is wild. A wild man. We've talked about him so many times. This man is an enigma. He's just crazy. Like, um, Sasha was sitting on the bed being like, when's your next space mission? Two years? And he's like, yeah, sure, kid, two years, and I'm probably going to die. Yeah. Oh, my God. (laughs) So bad. Oh, my God. So brutal. (laughs) And then um, when Nathan's asking Sasha afterwards, he's like, what did you learn about astronauts? He's like, oh, I learned an alien tried to pull him into the sun. (laughs) Nathan's like, oh, how do you look a kid who's dreamed to be an astronaut in the eyes and say, yeah, that's a fact. They better have let this kid meet a real astronaut afterwards. I hope so. If hope he's so. not an astronaut today, I'm going to be so mad. Well, I think he's still a child today. Maybe, Maybe he like went to space camp. Maybe they, like paid for him his space camp tuition. That'd be nice. Oh, that would be nice. I really hope so. Um, side note, I would like go to space camp as an adult. I don't know if that's a thing, but that would be very fun. Oh, yeah. Uh, Connor would go in a heartbeat. I mean, I'd go too. Uh, but I, 
I wouldn't, I'd go to, I'd go, we've discussed this. Not that anyone's offering to let us go to space, but we have an agreement that if we can go to the moon, we'll go. But Mars is too far. You don't get to continue to date someone on Earth if you go to Mars. <laughs> That's the rule. That's the rule. Because we both applied to that um, astronaut like program where they're bringing like common randoms. Yeah. 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 We both applied and I was like, for this trip, it's acceptable. But then we just had a larger conversation of because he actually wanted to be an astronaut and studied astrophysics. And so I was like, you know, not that there's a real concern for this now, but the moon is fine. Mars, you're getting dumped. But it's not like he's going to cheat on you. No, but if you're gone for years, what am I oh, doing? Yeah. Waiting oh, yeah. around? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, so you mean you and Colin haven't discussed this very realistic, serious situation and you're engaged? Come on now. I know. Maybe you should have some of the serious conversations. Yeah, we haven't. I'm going to have to bring this up later tonight. Mm -hmm. I'm going to lose sleep over it until I get the answer. Might have to break things off. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay, so... Uh, this one lands at a 12.75 out of 20. Does it still? Yes. yes. Even with my increased ratings, we're still pretty far off. Um, all right. The next one. Travel agent from episode six. Oh, okay. <laughs> Are we similar or different? We're very exactly the same on this one. Oh, we have the okay. same ranking. Um, my highlights of this one, I mean, like, okay, and I guess this kind of goes into why I gave it a 3.5 for how fun or funny. It all is just the pizza cadaver. Yeah. Like, the pizza cadaver (laughs) is probably one of my favorite things from the whole season, just like that one moment, but it's just so short. But wow, when that pizza cadaver comes out and I remembered, oh my God, they're going to burn a pizza man in the oven, I lost my mind. Um, So that's why I gave it a 3.5. I also gave it a 3.5. The dough dong. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Someone someone who works on the show had to make that. (laughs) (laughs) That's the best part of thinking about this episode is imagining the people... Like, they the had to get so department. much pizza dough. <laughs> That's a lot of pizza dough. Uh, other highlight? Rose. Are you are you freaking <laughs> kidding me? <laughs> Pretending to be frail, even though she's strong. She's unbelievable. I feel like I uh, talked about her a lot when we actually filmed the episode, but she's so funny. Yeah, she's great. Um. So what did you how did you rate it for fun funny? 3.5. Oh, same as me. Cool. Yeah. We simpatico. Yeah, we love this one. We got it. Yeah. Uh success of the idea. I gave it a two. I also gave it a two. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's not much to not say. Not successful. But he did successfully burn the hell out of some dough. That's the that's yeah. the only single point he got. Yeah. Success, um, in being able to burn up a cadaver in an oven, I guess. But yeah. 
actual idea. No one signed up for the funeral service while they were doing the travel agent stuff. So no, no. Um, how original is the idea? I said two. I gave it a three, actually. I don't know. I think that if you're uh, okay, uh, I don't. I can't claim to know. I do have a random family member who works in travel. Um, I don't really speak to them, so I don't want to ask. It's like my mom's cousin or something. Um, but I do think that just if you're planning trips for an older demographic, I'm sure that if your own company isn't the ones offering the service, if you're in like travel insurance and you're kind of talking about life and death, I feel like there's some referrals happening there, even if it's not from the exact same place. Fair. Yeah, I feel like I just, I thought that the idea of bundling these two things together seemed, uh, it seemed fun to me. It seemed original. Okay, side characters. I gave this a three. I do love Rose, but there's just not that many side characters here. Um, and it's hard not to compare to our other funeral home episode way mm-hmm. back when. And I feel like the funeral home director in that episode was like so above and beyond that, you know, it's hard not to to co- think back on that one and realize that other than Rose, there's no one else really here that's that good. I gave it a four. Rose is a star and I will not be told otherwise. <laughs> I know you love Rose. I love her. I wish we, we do hang. even out. We even out to an 11.5. Okay. So very fun that we both had the same score for that one. Yeah. And uh, this next one that we're going to talk about, we do not have the same score for oh, no. at all. Another oh, big no. difference. For which one? This is from episode two, the horseback riding segment. Am I higher or are you? You are higher than me. I'm like Simon Cowell this this time. <laughs> um, I mean, I didn't think it was that funny. I gave it a 2.5. <laughs> I gave it a 2. Yeah. I mean, uh, it was funny when they got giant helium balloons and attached it to a man. And it was also funny when he then got angry at um, the women for taking photos of it. The store clerk who doesn't want, um, who doesn't think anyone can do everything they want and goes into this long rant about how, you know, we shouldn't sugarcoat things in the world. And then he had the really bad ringtone and he was wearing like a a top hat and a vest. And then, um, yeah, he was just like a very ridiculous human. So between um, the kind of very comical attaching like three giant helium balloons and the store clerk. Uh, I thought that those parts were funny, but not not that funny. Yeah, I think for me, it was just like, it was fine. I agree the store clerk part is hilarious, but the whole like, even the whole part with like the actual him riding the horse is kind of like whatever. Yeah. Oh, sorry. One more funny part. Um, Nathan continuously telling... Um, the stable owner that this is what she's going to be remembered for and this is like her crowning moment and they're just being like I hope I'm remembered for all the way better things that I've done in my life and then she like puts them off and he's like no no this This. 
<laughs> this is it. Um, success. I gave this a three. Well, the idea itself, they are able to like get the guy on the horse and the balloons work and then they scare away the birds with the whatever <laughs> drone scarecrows and the giant <laughs> pizza paddles and all the other things that they use to protect the balloons. Um, I just don't think that Joy, the owner of the stable, will ever do this again. <laughs> Yeah, I put it as a 4.5 because they took a much heavier man and made him light enough to ride on a horse. (laughs) (laughs) They did do it. They did it. It didn't get a five because she probably won't use it, but they did do what they set out to do. And quite frankly, that's incredible. Yeah, they, I mean, the engineering... That took place in this episode. If we were rating that. Flawless. Originality, I gave this a three. Um, Mainly just because of the different levels that they have to go through. Like, they have the balloons, but then they're like, oh, but the balloons are going to get busted by the the trees. And then, like, oh, we need to make sure we're scaring away birds. Like, they just kind of have, you know, every single thing covered. So to me, that is very original and just like the leaps and bounds that they go to to make sure this man can ride a horse is pretty incredible. I mean, what was your ranking again? Three? 3.5? Three. You know, I think, uh, I really think it's original because I gave it a 4.5. Oh, man. Yeah. I mean, I've never seen this. I've been to, we've both been to places you can ride a horse. I have not seen this option. No, I don't think this is an option anywhere I've ever ridden a horse. Yeah. I'm a big horse guy. (laughs) Kind of. (laughs) I've probably ridden a horse like far more than the average person, I would say. Probably. Yeah, you go on like specific vacations to ride horses. Yes. Well, you know, with Sherry. Yeah. Um, We haven't gotten an update on Sherry's dating life in a while. I know. I haven't seen her since I got back from vacation, so I don't think there's any new things happening, but I'll have to check in. You should tell her that Snapchat has let the world know that Friday nights are the most third-wheeled night. So we did end up at a 12.25 for this one, which is also tied with the next segment, which is from episode seven, the nail salon. Okay. Nail salon highlights. Let me pull it up. I think the highlights for me are Nathan going to get his nails done so that he can yes. really get into the mode of deciding, you know, what he needs to fix with the nail salon. Um, the stunt car driver just being really cool is fun. Mm-hmm. The nail technicians tossing keys around to practice being valets. I love that. Yeah, that part was good. So that, those are my highlights. You know, breaking stereotypes, I guess we can also add in as a good highlight for this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are those are probably all the highlights I can think of. I gave it a three. Same here. I thought it was fun. Dunk on the racists. Yeah, we love to do that. <laughs> Not um, usually on Nathan, but... Yeah. How successful is the idea? Um, I gave it a four. Because it, um, it worked. <laughs> yeah, I gave it a three. Yeah, it, see, it seems very like a natural fit. And I was thinking about it a little bit later. 
more in the originality category, but I'm sure that this is a thing at high-end nail salons and that you and I probably just don't go to them and are like, oh, we've never seen this before, but it's probably a real thing. (laughs) You're probably right, which is like fine. You know what? I don't need to spend money to get a valet to park my Ford Escape, you know? I mean, if I had the money, I definitely would. I hate <laughs> having to find parking. Yeah, it is not ideal. Um, originality, I did give this a four, which hindsight upon you saying that maybe I'm just poor and it's not that original. <laughs> Sorry to but, break it to you. <laughs> yeah, upon, on, at my current tax bracket, I would say that this is pretty original. I, I gave it a two uh, for the reasons I just said. True. I appreciate the problem solving in this one, though. Um, mm-hmm. Secondary characters, I gave a three because I thought I they gave were. Them a... Sorry, you finish. No, I was just to say I thought they were really fun, and you know, like I said, the stunt driver is a uh, badass. So, yeah, I gave them a two point five. I thought that they were all lovely people. Um, nothing wrong with them. I just didn't think that any of them were particularly funny, which is normally. One of the things I'm looking for in a secondary character. True. Well, we ended up at a 12.25 for this one as well. Mm-hmm. And um, our next one. This is fun. It's the segment about how fun is Nathan from episode seven oh, as well. I love this one. Okay. Yes. Let's hit them with some highlights. There's a guy named Brendan, and Nathan wants to prove to the world that he is fun, so he meets with a scientist, and they figure out that um, they can determine if Nathan is fun by testing someone's dopamine levels before and after hanging out with him. You can do this by testing someone's pee or taking a blood sample, and so he goes onto Craigslist. And he finds a random person looking to hang out in a purely platonic capacity. And they, you know, Nathan sneakily steals his pee. He lights a candle as a signal. They get silly hats. They go go go-karting. They do a blood test. And they prove that Nathan's pretty fun. Yeah. And of course, they play uh, Steal My Sunshine at the end and ride a roller coaster. Mm. Famously my favorite part. Oh. And, um... Nathan, one of my favorite lines is, I am fun and it's been scientifically proven. We should all hope for this. Yeah, I, w- I wish lives. I could do that. I'd, I'd love to, t- to tell people that. <laughs> so I gave it a 3.5 for fun funny. I gave it a 4. Nice. I mean, I could I could see it. It is a very, the again, the lengths that Nathan goes to for this one are fantastic and i think it's just kind of like the the one-upping of like each thing where it's like taping the pee bag under the urinal but then like oh my god later getting the blood test like it's it's quite ridiculous and quite funny i like it when they're elaborate and do a lot of things that seem wildly unnecessary but end up having a large payoff like at the end when nathan meets up with him again and decides to come clean and tell him what he did like that was not necessary but we got this great segment of brendan really going back and forth saying like oh that that's weird but i guess it's fine and 
collecting my pee didn't hurt me. So I guess we can be friends and just having this like real conflict uh, going back and forth about if it's okay or not. And I thought, you know, just it just really made it a little extra fun. Yeah. Extra fun. Um, Did we do success? I gave it a three. I also gave it a three. Uh, My reason for giving it a three is because, um, you know, when you go go go-karting and then you tell the nurse to play fake fart noises, I don't know how much that has to do with you and your personality versus just doing a fun activity. But he did successfully gather the samples before and after them hanging out, which uh, without someone knowing is pretty difficult. Yeah, I I feel the exact same way. It's kind of tough because it's like, is the scheme collecting the samples and proving Nathan is fun? Or is it actually Nathan being able to raise someone's dopamine levels? Um, it's, it's a toss up, honestly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Originality, I said it's 2.5. I gave it a three. So I feel like we had very similar thoughts yeah. about it. You know, doing this test is something that already exists. Um, Applying it to a stranger you met on the internet, I haven't seen that before. Not that I would see it. (laughs) Um, I don't know if this is something people normally do, I guess. Maybe I'm not qualified to say if this is original or not. Yeah, I think this kind of reminded me, and like maybe this is like a spiritual successor to when Nathan um, is doing the thing with the people in the back of the truck where he's trying to learn mm -hmm. if he is like, you know, how his personality is and stuff. It kind of feels like in the same vein as that, which is why I knocked it down a few points. Mm -hmm. Um, Secondary characters, I did give a 3.5. You know, we have the nurse who is an absolute professional while they're playing the fart noises while she's collecting blood. Brendan, the friend from the internet. Um... The doctor, who I believe is named Whimsy. Like, there's a lot of great people in this one. Yeah, I gave it a three. I think that they could have made Brendan a recurring character, maybe brought him back. Even, I don't know, to to check in. Like, if they had made him something more, I think they could have. Um, but he was pretty fun. I don't know if this is a hot take, but I feel like he could have been the hero. Whoa. That would have been good. Yeah, but that would have been interesting. Yeah, um, so yeah that, that would have been fun. We were pretty close on this one. Um, only 0.5 off of each other. You were a bit higher than me, but altogether, this is a 12.75 for fun. <laughs> and um, now we have a pretty big jump, actually between this segment and our next highest segment, which is from the second episode. And it is the invention of Summit Ice, of course. Nathan's infamous uh, jacket brand that he creates when he learns that the founder of his favorite jacket company is a Holocaust denier. So, you know, he has to do the one thing that he can think of to really stick it to him. And, uh, yeah, I love this segment. I love Summit Ace. I think it's incredible that Nathan actually made a brand that you can actually go online and buy, mm-hmm. you know, sweatsuits and stuff from. And all the proceeds actually do go to, like, the Vancouver, Holo- Vancouver Holocaust 
um, education center, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So, you know, how can you not how can you not love Summit Ice? Yeah, I thought it was great. Um, we can get into some of my later higher scores. How did you rank it for fun or funny? I gave it a three. I gave it a 2.5. Um, I do think it's like a great segment, but I think it's great for a lot of other reasons that don't include it being like laugh out loud funny. I thought it was a little bit more awkward and which is a lot of the humor of the series. But yeah, I still thought that it was great. Yeah. Success of the idea. I gave it a four. I mean, you can still buy Summit Ice right now. Um, They did like an actual pop up a couple years ago as well. And it like sold out. So clearly people love Summit Ice. So yeah, I, I, I gave it a five. It's a very real brand that makes donations and sells well. And yeah. Yeah, I think it I think it was a great success and it's is it the only idea that's like currently still in action? I guess other than Ghost Realtor, who's yeah. like still using that branding. It's one of the few ideas that like really stuck and he made something out of it. So yeah. I thought it was pretty, great. It's pretty sweet. Um originality. I said three point five. I'm probably being generous here. There are a lot of brands that like do this kind of thing like Tentry and you know lots of places where you can buy stuff and then they donate money but I do feel like this is kind of like a little bit before a lot of those came out so it feels a little bit more original to me yeah I gave it a 4.5 it's probably not as original as I said but um I'm gonna leave it just because my fun or funny part could have probably been a little bit higher so I feel like it evens out Because now that we're talking about it and thinking about it, I'm like, yeah, you're right. It's probably not actually that original because there's lots of brands that, especially now, that are also for a good cause. I don't know any other ones that do like Holocaust awareness specifically, but I also haven't checked online. But I thought it was really great. I mean, like, and the branding on their website is very original, too. Like, there's not no other no brand that like donates money to like an environmental cause is like being basically being like you're killing the environment with your cars on their website or like denying nothing like, like bold statements like that so yeah. to me that that part is um is quite original yeah um, secondary characters i gave a four i think the model is fantastic um i love the guy who owns the store that they try and go into who's like very mean to them and I love um, the rabbi as well, who is like, no, this is great. We're going to brand it with like all of this like Holocaust stuff and make it look like a concentration camp and all this. And it is like so off the wall. Um, and then he totally backs down and is like, no, 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 I didn't say we should do that. Uh, yeah, I only gave it a two for secondary characters. Um, like I thought that they were all really good characters. Um, yeah, I just didn't think that there was like a particular standout. I thought that like everyone was decently funny. Um, but yeah. Fair enough. Well, we still ended up with pretty similar scores. 14.25 overall. Yeah. Um, I was like half a point higher than you were. So yeah, I probably could have upped secondary characters and how funny it is a little bit and lowered my how original is the idea and it would have averaged it to the same thing. Yeah. Because now that I'm thinking about it, like the secondary characters are pretty great. 
but it's definitely not that original. Yeah. But it but it still kind of was. <laughs> yeah. But I think um, the average is what it, is what it would be anyway. Yeah. Our next one, a little bit higher than Summit Ice, is from episode five. It is the entirety of episode five, and it is our immersive play, Smokers Aloud. And uh, this one, we have a pretty big discrepancy, 2.5 points. Um, I have it 2.5 points higher than you do. So Smokers Aloud, uh, there is an elaborate plan to allow people to smoke inside by saying that the space is for a play which you are allowed to have people smoke at. We have Ellen, the bartender. Um, You know, some highlights of the play are that a couple share a kiss. A man shows off his skateboard deck while the three-way selfie is being taken. We have the uh, breakout role of the I love you girl. And um, the best part, in my opinion, was when they had replacement Ellen telling Nathan exactly what he wanted to hear at the very end. Yes. That is also probably my favorite part. Um, I gave this a four for fun, funny. I I love so many different things from this episode. Um, the idea itself, I think, is is very entertaining to basically be like, listen, we can like skirt around this rule. I, I tend to like the episodes where Nathan picks out these kind of weird loopholes and is like, hey, we can use this to our advantage to do something that you want to do. Um, I think Ellen, the bartender, is so funny, both the real one and the one that is hired. And just in general, when Nathan's like taking this so seriously, I think that really kind of ups the entertainment factor for me. Mm-hmm. So I gave it a three. I also thought that it was a great episode. Um, I didn't. Th- I thought that it could be funnier. Um, like the play itself. You know, I think part of why it's funny is because it's not a good play. Um, but, you know, it, it's not a good play. Nothing happens in it. So, yeah, you know, I think that's part of why it's funny, but also takes away because so much of it is focused on this play that's actually not very good. I think that's like part of what I love about it is that mm-hmm. it's like such a parody of these like really weird, serious plays that you often see Mm -hmm. where it's like supposed to be like oh it's like real life happening but like real life is really boring so I think just like the idea of kind of parroting these like high art plays or like high art installations um is part of why I I get a big kick out of it yeah I think it's very funny I do think they could have made this a segment on a two segment episode. Like I think you get the exact same concept and exactly what they're going for in less amount of time. Like they really, like there are funny parts of like making everyone rehearse and memorize the lines and going over the footage and having it shown to multiple different audiences, but it is kind of a repeat of the same joke. Like I I still gave it a three. I I still think it's a great segment. I just think that if they had made it uh, half the episode, I probably would have ranked it higher, but I felt like they repeated themselves a little bit. Fair enough. Um, Success of the idea, I gave it a four. Um, I mean, there's not that many people in the audience, but it is a full crowd that they can fit there. And the 
couple people that we talked to, they seemed to enjoy the play. Plus, Ellen was able to allow people to smoke in the bar. Yeah, I ranked it as a 2.5, so I put it like right in the middle because they were able to get people to smoke in the bar, but she is not going to continue the play, and so it won't be something that she actually makes money off of. Fair. That's a fair rating. I thought you were going to say something else. Yeah, no, I was trying to think, but I was like, I put it right in the middle because I could, I felt like I could argue both ways that it was successful and it's crazy that they found a loophole to get people to smoke in a bar. Like that part in itself, uh, I think will be reflected in my next score. But also they had an audience that just didn't get it and uh, she she doesn't want to pursue it. And she's very blunt about it, which is very funny. Yes. Um, originality, I gave this a four. I I, I tr- truly don't know how they came up with this. <laughs> yeah, I gave it a five. I think it's insane. I think it's so good. And, you know, finding those little loopholes like you talked about before, I thought it's a crazy idea. And the fact that he pulled it off is amazing. And yeah, I thought it was very, very original. And I don't think anyone else has done this before. No, I, I would like to know, too, if they found this loophole and then they were like okay we need to find a bar to bring this into or if they like had met with ellen and then having talking to her realized like oh she like just wants to let people smoke in here well we're gonna find a way to do it um i just would be curious to know which one came first Mm -hmm. um secondary characters i gave this a four i mean so many iconic characters Ellen, the bartender, Ellen, the fake bartender, Victoria, the I love you girl, Um, just all of the actors that they have who had to memorize like the longest (laughs) play script of nothing ever. And they all nailed it. You know, the part at the end where they show the side by side of people Mm -hmm. doing the play versus the people who were actually at the bar the night before is pretty sweet. So, yeah, I just I think. Just the amount of work that these people put in, and most of them we don't even know their names <laughs> or hear them talk, is, you know, it deserves some recognition. The, the most amount of recognition that I can give is by giving them points on our fake podcast ranking system. <laughs> Wait, what was your score? Four, sorry. Oh. Yeah, I gave them a three. I thought that there were some very good characters uh, similar to my sentiment before. I think if they had kind of kept the highlights of each of the people. Like, I always love auditions on these episodes and seeing different characters. But I think if you had cut out a little bit of the dead air time, that they would have seemed a lot funnier. But, I mean, I still think they're great and gave them a good score. Yes. So, overall, I had a 16. Megan had a 13 and a half. Evens out to 14.75 for Smokers Aloud. And um, we have an interesting little thing. So we're moving into our top five, but we have three episodes that are all tied with the same score. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> maybe let maybe we can talk our way through them and maybe convince each other to change them and see if they get some a little bit of movement anywhere. So one of them we have a tied score on. One of them, the, we'll start with the one that I'm a bit lower on, one point lower and then and then we'll do yours. But I think we're pretty close on them, so I don't know how much convincing there's going to be. Um, but let's talk about episode one from season three, 
the electronics store. If anyone okay. doesn't remember, this is when Nathan wants to mark down the prices of TVs to $1, use that $1 to price match TVs from Best Buy to purchase them and then resell them at the store. And he goes through many different iterations of trying to make people go through all these crazy tasks to be able to buy the $1 TV. Okay, this episode was an actual work of art. Let me (laughs) tell you some of my favorite parts. Lots of obstacles, live alligator, interviewing Craigslist people, dress code, trying to fight a big company, sneaky psychology exam, dating L, getting information on the price match policy, salsa dancing, emo Nathan, fake courtroom, mannequin, fun romantic date for Alan at the end. Yeah, I mean, Judge Filosa. This is like the second most one that is like an escape room here. I would say there's one other (laughs) even more like an escape room than this one. So I could have guessed that you would really love this episode. Um, It was really okay. To be fair, before I start my pitch, what did you rank it for fun slash funny? 3.5. Okay. Emo Nathan. I know. But I have to also look at the other, like, it's hard for me because I know what other episodes are here. And when you just look at them all together, I'm like, I think this is the right ranking for this. Because I think it is as funny as the other two that are tied with it. This one is so good. And there's so much content. There's a lot of content. It really hits everything I'm interested in. Like a very elaborate idea. (laughs) Looping in. Yeah. Alligators. Small doors. <laughs> Qu- corporate outrage. <laughs> Dating. And he Class not only does he have in. yeah, not only does he have a fake date where he literally salsa dances and it's the funniest thing ever, but then he sets up a real romantic date. So you have like all these hilarious bits, but then you have this really sweet wholesome bit at the end. And the one guy that comes back multiple times MVP. MVP oh my gosh. That. that man deserved that TV. Yeah. Which I think in hindsight, we were talking about it with the tiny door. And like, how would you get the TV through the tiny door? That part still bothers me. Yeah, it does feel unfair. Yeah. <laughs> Especially because like, the alligator's like coming for you. Like, you need an option to win. Yeah. It does feel a little unwinnable. Um, success of the idea, I gave it a three. Successfully, no one bought the TVs. However, they also were not able to actually get Best Buy to price match. And then Nathan backed out of the class action lawsuit. So, Yeah, so I I like your score, but I actually gave it a lower score. I gave it a 2.5 because I just thought I'll put it right in the middle because it... They didn't they they didn't get what they wanted, but they also didn't lose any money on TVs because also nobody was able to get anything from them. So it kind of evened out. Yes. Um, originality, I gave this a four. You know, just the hoops everyone had to jump through for these TVs. It's unmatched in my opinion. Four point five. Amazing. Maybe I'll change all my scores to five. (laughs) (laughs) This episode was amazing. Perfection. I just remembered that he put out like an ad for a retail dating show. 
Like, <laughs> what? I forgot about and, that. And the girl that Alan ended up with at the end, like, worked some retail store in high school <laughs> and applied for this. Like, you clearly don't work retail. <laughs> um, Secondary characters, I gave it a four. I, I mean, also gave it a four. Great. Do we count Emo Nathan as a secondary character? Or is <laughs> yes, <laughs> absolutely. Hot Topic Nathan. Oh my gosh, so funny. Oh my god, and he like has his dark hair and his like little fake <laughs> lip ring. <laughs> and his magic trick where Ella's just like, oh, I think I've seen that one before. Oh my god. Yeah. Why is this segment so good? It's a really good segment. Um, oh my gosh. Okay, so... Altogether, this lands at a 15, which is where our next two also land. It's crazy that, like, I'm just so full of anticipation because I don't know what's next. (laughs) Like, every time you say something, it's new information to me because I don't see your scores. So I'm just very excited. I don't know where this is going. So next up, and so for this one, I have a one point higher than you do. Um, It is... It's episode four, Antique Shop. Antique Shop was going to be my guess. Yes. So, you know, this one is so much fun. We've got the Antique Shop that's next to a bar, and Nathan's whole plan is that they're going to be open 24 hours so that drunk people will come in and purchase things. They also make all of the aisles skinnier, and they put free pizza at the end of the store so that drunk people will be extra enticed to walk in there. This was a funny segment. It was not as funny as Electronic <laughs> Store. Facts. Well, let's, let's facts see. are facts. I okay. have a reason why mine's higher for sure. Okay, if 3.5 for me... because the guy and his brother bang people together? <laughs> yeah. Well, okay, so fun, funny, I gave it a 3.5. I gave I'll it a 3. I'll, I gave it a 3. I think it is funny. Um, Not to, like, dive too much into it, but I think that there is one to two funny characters, uh, whereas Electronic Store is just full of like so many lovely twists and turns and all these people and animals and tasks and small doors. I mean, in this one, they wear costumes. I will (laughs) say the elaborate jacket tube that swaps a shot for apple juice, I love. I love it so much. I love the sumo suit. I do love JJ. (laughs) Um, Emily is not that exciting to me. Emily, yep, the Magnolia and Willow owner. Um, she's just kind of like letting it happen. And it's just like, oh. Nathan con- convinces this man to go to a costume party upon just meeting him. He also has a note in his pocket with like his address because he has been like lost a bunch of times from getting too drunk. Yeah, and he's at the bar alone. That part <laughs> made me a tiny bit sad because he's like, oh, yeah, so you like to get drunk a lot, eh? And he's like, yeah, man, every night. And I was like, I went from huh to oh, no. Yeah, it's a little <laughs> Real concerning. quick. Yeah, it's a just concerning. a smidge concerning. And yeah, I think, again, the one line we discuss with JJ and his brother, very shocking, very funny. Uh, but it's at the end of the episode. And yes, the, the whole episode is quite funny. But just because we're comparing, it's just not as funny. But this is one of the episodes where Nathan almost laughs. 
and you can really like pause on the episode and see when he's so shocked which that really ups the ante for me anytime where nathan loses it then like i'm i'm in i do love when he when he's just like why don't one of you just hook up with the girl and then later the other one just hooks up with the girl and jj's just like man just like this is just how like the guys in Ohio do it. And I was like, whoa, that's putting quite a label on people from Ohio. And I don't know if they would agree. And then he just starts listing his friends that he's like hooked up with the same girl at the same time with. And I'm like, dudes, y'all are getting called out. Yeah, it's incredible. We have even more characters that we didn't even know were in the episode. Than- yeah. I would kill to see them all watching this. Oh, my God. Yeah, I I would I don't know what I would do if I were one of those people that he named. That's so embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe something they're really proud of. They seem pretty proud of it. Yeah. Um and success, poor JJ I gave is it a th- like hammered. Sorry, continue. Yeah. Success I gave it a 3.5. I gave it a three. Uh it was successful. Like they got this goofy drunk man to break a bunch of stuff and pay but i felt really bad that he had to pay for it and then emily also didn't love the idea that she has to break things to sell them so i don't think it's something that she continued but they did get someone to break things and then to buy them also sorry iconic moment nathan's leaving the store and he knocks over some plates and then leaves a bill on top and walks out yes see unbelievable this segment is incredible I'm I agree it's incredible. It's just not better than Electronic Store. Electronic Store didn't have free pizza. That's That is really I mean, what that, pushes, pushes I mean that out. that's a fact, but uh the amount of money he had to pay is far more than a slice of pizza. Um but yeah, so I I agreed that it was successful. He did have to pay for the stuff. I also feel like because Magnolia and Willow is still open and like yeah. is pretty popular it looks like like they have a bunch of followers on instagram i kind of felt like you know they should get some extra points there Mm -hmm. um originality i gave it a 3.5 oh i gave it a 4.5 i thought this was fantastic i guess break it and buy it is a policy that exists but okay there's so many layers to why i think this is crazy original the the jacket the jacket could have been a whole episode for me that yeah. jacket is incredible. And the fact that they just like brushed over this thing that probably took them a month to make. Like what? So good. It's so good. It's so funny. And the fact that JJ never noticed, like how much funnier would it have been if he noticed? I would have yeah. died. Oh the jacket is incredible. The sumo suit, like there's so many layers to to make this plan happen. But I guess specifically a break it and buy it policy. I don't know if other people try to get people to break stuff so they can enforce this policy. But um, kind of the setup to get there is truly incredible. Yes, it's quite original. I, yeah, I mainly said 3.5 because like, yeah, the break it and buy policy definitely exists. But I felt like the other things that they do are very original. I also think that Nathan pulling out the costumes and the costumes being a sumo wrestler and like Peter Pan are really funny. Like yeah. it just makes like that's not a couple's costume or like a yeah. two friends costume, no matter how you spin it. Um, they could have both been sumo wrestlers, but you know, whatever. So you also had to be sure 
that yes. this guy in the sumo suit was going to go through and keep walking to try to get the pizza without being like, hey, I shouldn't walk down this tiny hall. It's clearly a bad idea. I really yeah. hope that they paid him back for that stuff because, <laughs> yeah, JJ didn't deserve this. Um, secondary characters, five for me. Oh, I gave them a four. I thought that they were incredible. JJ's so funny. Uh, and his brother at the end was like a real shining moment of the series. But um, uh, they did not get a five from me. Mainly, I think for me, whenever... So, like, I do like when they have returning characters. But the real standouts for me are when they find these random people who, like, in this case, Nathan could have ended up with, like, any random person at a bar. And the fact that he ends up talking to JJ and JJ is this crazy guy who invites him to go back to his house and talks about having threesomes with his brother and all this stuff. Like, it's just, it's so, like, serendipitous that he meets this big character. So I really, that's kind of why I gave them a lot of points on that. Okay. Do you think he only went to the bar once? Because I would bet that he went to the bar multiple times trying to find people, getting them to go down this line of uh, ridiculousness. And on one of the nights, he got JJ. But I bet yeah. you he didn't get JJ night one. I bet you no, there's I some people where he got them to drink and he brought them out to go to a costume party and they were like, oh, no, I'm going to go home. Or maybe even someone that wore a costume, but that was like, oh, I'm not going to go in there. Yeah, I think that that definitely JJ is a special, special person. Probably one, I would guess like one out of every 1,000 people would actually go through with every part of this idea. So mm -hmm. um, yeah, I definitely don't think that JJ was the only person involved in this scheme. But so would, that, that's a guess to be fair, but I think it's probably correct. Yes. So do you think we could get JJ on the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> do we want JJ on the podcast? <laughs> yeah, he, yes. Uh we could offer to to send him some liquor. <laughs> <laughs> Sad. Um Antique Shop ends up with a 15. Great episode. Also with a 15. The third one that's tied and this one we both have ranked the same. Really? In every in every category? Um, I don't know. I only have the total up. Okay. But it is episode six. It's our hotel. Oh my Famous gosh, the sex box. Yeah, famously the episode where Nathan puts a child in a box so that people can have an orgy in a hotel room. Oh my gosh, so funny. Okay. Yeah, should I guess you summarize it. But okay, one, sex box. Hotel manager, Kenny gets like very sweaty and uncomfortable when talking about it, but then recommends a bunch of great ideas of what kids will like in the box. They want to attract families because families stay longer than other guests. Uh, Nathan making custom animal calls to cover up the noises in the box and making them kind of sound like sex noises. Super funny and also weird. Um, an eight-year-old named Bradley, whose name is not actually Bradley, and Marie and Jurgen. And when Nathan gives the porn stars their names is so funny. Also, just all of the porn stars in general. <laughs> the orgy of, what was it, seven or eight people? It was seven, seven wasn't it? Because A group session. 
Yeah, we had a whole chat about is seven the wrong number for an orgy? Should it be even or does seven make you get involved in like a group of three somewhere? Yeah, we still don't know. No one. We'll, I, I believe we'll probably we asked, never know. I believe we asked any listeners with experience to reach out and um, surprisingly, uh, nobody did. So <laughs> still is, waiting. <laughs> is seven or eight people the right number for a group orgy or a different number? Please yeah. tell us why. I'm st- I, honestly, we're still open to hear your thoughts. So please tweet at us <laughs> at Kelly W on Twitter at Megan Bianco, but I don't know if she goes on Twitter. Um, I recently logged into my account for the first time <laughs> in many months. You know, yeah. it's fine. <laughs> Alternatively, send us like a TikTok explaining. That would also be fun. <laughs> oh my god um okay how fun or funny is the segment i gave this a four i also gave it a four it's very funny yes very very funny for all the reasons that we talked about um i think the standout moment that i that i think is the funniest is definitely when your what is jürgen's wife's name marie yeah yeah she when, she says a line when she says to jürgen watch how it's done honey when the porn stars start having sex that oh is my God. so good <laughs> iconic an icon an yeah. icon was born that moment yeah um <laughs> success i gave it a 2.5 oh i gave it a four <laughs> <laughs> it worked the fact that Young Bradley sat happily in his box during a seven-person orgy is incredible, quite frankly. Yeah, it worked. Um, It was a successful box. I think for me, the issue is that, you know, Kenny didn't want to keep it. (laughs) So that's one thing. And also, like, just in general, would anyone ever use this is my question. If you're a parent, please weigh in. What if Marie and Jürgen went back to the hotel and was like, give us the box? Oh, gosh. (laughs) Jürgen's like, I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you I know how it's done. (laughs) That would be spicy. I think that would would be spicy. (laughs) Um, Originality. I said 3.5. I thought it was pretty original. Yeah, I said it, it was a four, but I, to be honest, like, it's not like I'm aware of any of this. Uh, like, soundproofing exists, but not not like this, right? I don't know. I don't know if I can justify it not being a five. <laughs> yeah, I mean. I don't want to say uh, locking kids in small soundproof boxes while parents <laughs> bang is, like, a thing people do. So I'm hopeful it's very original. I assume, like, parents probably, like, lock their kids away in other rooms and stuff, so... That's kind of where I land. You think they lock them in other rooms? Yeah, just when they lock, just lock your own door. <laughs> I guess, yeah. Or like <laughs> send them to a babysitter. I don't know. Sending them to a babysitter. That's is different. Probably different. more appropriate. <laughs> Put them in front of the TV. Like, I'm sure people do things. But anyway, secondary characters. You can tell we don't have kids. <laughs> yeah, we clearly don't have children. I gave us a five for secondary characters. I gave it a three. I thought they were great, um, but we don't have any recurring characters. And I thought like as a whole, they were all really good, but I didn't feel like 
Mayberry Marie had like one funny line, but I didn't think any specific individual was like a real standout. I thought that they were just kind of entertaining as a whole. That's fair. Um, I think for me, like the pornographic actors, um, just really going for it. Also, we get that one shot of the cameraman and I counted him as a secondary oh. character. <laughs> that was um, really funny. Yeah. Um, Maureen Jurgen, the kid, Kenny. There's just a lot going on. It's very fun. Very funny people. Mm-hmm. I do think that the porn star is really going for it is just some at a normal day of work, though. <laughs> True. But I like that they they take on Marie and Jurgen's names and then like that part that part was so good. I would love to be a fly on the wall of their creative <laughs> chat deciding that they're gonna give them their names. Oh yeah. Ugh, I just need like a behind the scenes making of Nathan, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Nathan should really have his own podcast. <laughs> No, this is our thing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think he trumps us. <laughs> um, so altogether, 15 for Hotel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then great, we only have- great episode. All three of those episodes were really good. Yeah. And we have two left. Our top two. I know for sure one of them, and I'm trying to see what the other one is. I don't even know what other one we haven't done. So we haven't done The Hero. Yeah. And uh, oh, the movement. Yes. Okay, which one uh which one did better? Do you want to discuss number 2 or number 1? Um, number 2. All right. From episode 8 or all of episode 8, mm. it is The Hero, our number 2 episode here. Um, Were it could have been really number close? 1, but I ranked it a little bit lower than you did. Oh, yes. How uh, do you want to summarize the hero? Yeah. So in this episode, Nathan finds a guy um, on the Internet named Corey Caldwell, and he recruits him, tells him he is going to turn him into a hero. Well, he doesn't actually tell him that, but he locks him away in the desert in an RV And Nathan basically puts on this entire giant scheme where he learns how to tightrope walk and plans a big stunt where he's going to walk between two buildings and donate a bunch of money to charity, all to make Corey Caldwell be a hero when he comes out of hiding. That is uh, the quick and dirty of this very elaborate episode. (laughs) I love elaborate. I know. Me too. There's a reason. So much joy. Looking at my score, there's a, I can see exactly why this is uh, slightly lower on mine. So let's get into it. Fun, funny, I gave it a four. I also gave it a four. It is very fun and also very funny. Yeah, not a lot else to say. <laughs> yeah, uh, parts that I loved, aside from everything that you just listed, which is pretty much every part of the episode... Corey just like being okay with going to like this little trailer in the desert for two weeks. And it's just like, that's fine. Him accepting immediately that he now has a girlfriend that he's just like going to kiss and just be with now. Very funny. Uh, Nathan like 3D printing Corey's face and wearing it on dates and and wearing it to tightrope. The fact that he spent seven months 
learning to be a tightrope walker. It's just crazy. Um, Corey's uh, girly phone case that Nathan points out. Just oh yeah, just everything about Corey. Yeah, everything about Corey is great. Mm -hmm. Um, Success of the idea. I gave this a four. I also gave it a four. It seems like it it worked. Yeah, I I mean, mean, is he a national hero? No, no. Uh, But he. They they tricked his his own grandparents, which is pretty crazy, into thinking that he actually did this. I wonder if his grandparents ever found out that he didn't do it, um, or if he just like always pretended he did. It's hard to say. We'd have to get our hands on the NDA there. Yeah, we'd have. I mean, probably just talking to Corey would be easier. True. Um. Yeah. I mean, he successfully does the tightrope walk, switches off with Corey, all of that, but. Corey mainly becomes kind of a local hero, which is still cool. Um, mm-hmm. And also, is he really like a hero or is this just kind of like a, you know, a cool thing that some people wrote about for a day? Doesn't really feel like lasting fame. Yeah, mainly that. Um, yeah, but like if I could just go chill somewhere for two weeks and then come back and have, you know... My family think I did a really cool thing. I mean, I'd probably prefer to just actually do it. I'd be like, okay, if I randomly have this opportunity to tightrope walk, okay, why don't you teach me how to do it? And like we go from there would maybe be my approach. But also Corey didn't know that that's what he was going to do. Yes. So I guess that's why it's a four and not a five. Fair. Yeah. Um, Originality. To your grandparents. Like, come on. That's all that you need. (laughs) originality this is where i ranked it pretty low i gave it a 2.5 and i have some reasoning okay tell Um, me why i'm wrong for the record i gave it a five i thought this was very original i think it's there's a couple things that we touched on when we discussed this episode um it's not super original to do like a stunt like this where you like walk between two buildings um it is like an amateur but i would say that it's not you know, the craziest thing. I also can't help but think about the claw of shame. And the claw of shame to me was like very original. And this stunt, while it is funnier, I would say, and more impressive, it just, it doesn't feel as original as that one did. So uh, becoming a pedophile to you is much more risky than dying. <laughs> Listen. Yeah, well, if you're I mean, dead, probably. you don't have to deal with the shame. Yeah. Um, so just for why I gave it a five. So I kind of saw. Oh, wait. Okay, yeah. For why I gave it a five. We'll do this over. So the reason that I gave it a five is because I more so saw the idea of taking over someone's life and changing it for them versus the walking on a tightrope. I kind of thought, you know, he could have done really anything for charity. Like, he could have done a marathon wrong. Like, that part, to me, wasn't, like, the core of the idea. It was the 3D printing of the face and the meeting a girlfriend and convincing her that it's the same person, which I would be very interested to speak to her and know like did you actually think that was the same person or was it immediately obvious um so to have 
to to have this whole plan of like this person's going to disappear and I'm going to take over their life and convince people all over town and direct relatives of theirs that they did this really cool, great thing. Then I'm going to leave and everyone's still going to love and respect this person a little bit more than they did before. If people do that, I'm not aware. Uh, <laughs> might be a cool service to set up. Maybe I could hire someone to You're do like, a I'm cool. interested if you do that. I, can I sit at home with my cats while you do cool <laughs> things on my behalf? That would be nice. Um, so to me, that part seemed very original. And if it's not original, I'd love to learn more. Yeah, I think this is just a matter of like why we discuss the rankings because we just had different criteria for this one. Yeah, you would think by now we we would figure out what the criteria (laughs) is, but no, I feel like how successful every time I do it, it's like, well, uh, this is why for a completely different reason of a different one, but it's fine. If you have something negative to say, message me personally, don't put it online. (laughs) It'll hurt so much more. No, just be nice, everyone. Um, <laughs> how are the secondary characters? I gave them a five. 4.5. Um, do you want to say why you gave them a five? I mean, why wouldn't I? Corey is great. The girlfriend is great. Jasmine. Um, mm. Standout character, the hotel manager who mm. talks to the grandparents about the active shooter the man who the teaches, grandparents. The grandparents. <laughs> the man who teaches uh, Nathan how to tightrope walk. Just a whole crew. You know, this is a big, big feat that they undertake. And mm-hmm. everyone involved uh, just really, really pulled their weight here, including when Corey was sitting alone in the trailer playing solitaire and eating fettuccine pasta. <laughs> fettuccine Alfredo. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I think that they're all great. I think 4.5 is a very high score. You know, I, I don't necessarily think that it's a 5 out of 5. I'd be interested to go back through the seasons and see who I ranked a 5 out of 5. Uh, it's probably Connor. <laughs> teen Street. <laughs> From Teens. Uh, no, that's not the Teen Street guy. That's uh the guy oh. that goes and tells people about where to buy alcohol <laughs> underage. I just thought he was so random. Um, okay all right well we ended up with a 16.5 for the hero and our top episode or segment this Which one we've already important. revealed <laughs> we've already revealed is the movement Woo. this one um, spoiler i do give the secondary characters a five out of five because austin bauer is amazing yes i mean the movement what uh, what hasn't been said about this episode Nathan recruits Jack Garbarino, a uh, person with different views than our own, (laughs) to (laughs) become the face of his new workout craze, which is all about how Jack apparently got ripped by moving furniture and boxes and has never been to a gym in his whole life. It takes the country by storm and everything is fantastic about this episode from them writing the movement, the book hiring Austin Bowers, all of the times that Jack has to go and talk to the media, when they have to hire Brian to make sure that Jack's actually working out in the storage locker, when they give him a disguise. Like, there's just 
so many things that happen here. Never a dull moment in, in the movement. I love it. It's amazing. That's why it's our favorite segment this season. It just, there's just so much to love. It's, it's fantastic. How fun or funny? Yeah, I gave it a four. I thought it was very fun and funny. I agreed. Four, four out of five for me as well. Success. I gave it a five. I gave it a four and it only wasn't a five because, um, I don't even like the person who owns the company is just like, so not even a character to me. (laughs) (laughs) And he didn't, he just wasn't on board. He didn't continue and use the idea, but they're still selling the book today, which is crazy. I bought it recently. Um, Yeah. Like, you know, I guess reasons why it also might not have been successful are the movement is not real and it didn't actually (laughs) make anyone fit, but, uh, it was a good scheme. Four yeah, to five. I, I mean, it got people to sign up to be movers. So mm-hmm. it felt successful to me. And I think, yeah, the success of the movement, the book, and the fact that you can still purchase it really helped drive this up for me. If anyone wants to purchase it, I think the proceeds go to like charity or something, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure they go to charity. So, you know, if you want to uh, support that, you know take a little peeky poo at what our friend Austin Bowers wrote in, I did in really like want. a day. <laughs> One, absolutely incredible. Two, I really want uh, Austin to like read chapters of it on TikTok. I feel like it'd be really funny. I think we said that to him and he was like, oh, okay. <laughs> he was like, I am doing other things and I don't want to do that. Like, also just the nicest human being on Earth. But I guess, okay, that's secondary characters. Okay, success. We both said four out of five. How original is the idea? I said four out of five. Yeah, I said three out of five. I thought it was, it's fairly original. um, Though I do feel like functional, like, movement and stuff is not, like, other people do stuff like that. But not in this way and not to get people to sign up to work for a company. Um. But in general, I just feel like, you know, there's all these like weird fitness crazes always come and go like, you know, whether it's like boxing fit or like bar fit, like all of these kind of things. Those are a little bit more legit than the movement, but <laughs> still yeah, kind of I, I was like, I think it's just boxing full stop. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. Boxing fit, <laughs> you know, box fit. <laughs> Unlike those other boxers that aren't fit. <laughs> um, secondary characters. Five, baby. Yes, I did. I went four and a half here. Austin Bowers is obviously like a 10. We loved him. Yeah. The nicest guy ever. He um, wrote a full book with the most ridiculous little nuggets of notes that he had to include. And then wasn't told anything about this man and never got to meet him. It's yeah, absolutely so insane. Yeah, and the we only love ourselves some recurring characters. Yeah. Also, go check out Austin Bowers, what he has going on. He's at Red Hood underscore ghosts on uh pretty much every social media. So go jump on his Instagram and Twitter. I think he's doing some stuff on Twitch and he also um is still writing, so Definitely go show him some love because he was so nice when we had him on the podcast. Um, but the only we reason- are not tainted. 
by him coming on the podcast. This is very objective. And I (laughs) would have said the same thing had he not come on. I mean, you're probably agreeing with me anyway. These characters are fantastic. Yes. The only reason I knocked it down half a point is because of what you said earlier, where the guy who owns the moving service just like is a non-factor. He doesn't really yeah, he's Yeah, he's just nothing. Like I just yeah, don't. Yeah, but everyone care. else is great. <laughs> Jack in a wig for me is a different <laughs> character than, than Jack. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, 100%. And like the poor guy they used as his before photo and Jack's just like trashing on this man. Oh my God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I mean, yeah, we have a lot of characters. Steve Jobs makes something that only just occurred to me is like they're not characters; they're just people. Yeah, they are just people. (laughs) Oops, it's fine. It's fine. Hopefully, no one's offended by us saying they're characters. No, I mean, are any of them listening? No, (laughs) probably not. Um. But yeah, so we ended up with a 16.75 for the movement, which makes it our top segment ever this season. No, it did not overtake our top from season two. So it, it, it lands third. Our season two top segment was, um, actually our number one overall ghost realtor, of course. What's number two? gas station oh yeah yeah gas station's really good you'll just it's hard to top those two yeah but overall you know season three a very strong season i like that they kind of stop doing like the three-parters as much they kind of cut it down a bit keeps it a little more tight um in terms of like we get to really see these ideas come to fruition a bit more than I think in season one and two. It feels like season three is where the show like really found its footing. Fantastic season. A joy to watch over and over again. A joy to talk about over and over again. And uh, we'll be back hopefully next week with season four, episode one. Spoiler, we have a guest. We do have a guest. Isabel is going to come on. She is a listener of the podcast, big fan of Nathan for you, and she has a copy of the Diary of Times to share with us. Which is pretty crazy. Yes. To have actually got in your hands on one. So very exciting. I can't wait to chat with her and to learn a little bit more about Austin Bauer's beloved newspaper. Yes. And uh, we will have a couple other guests throughout season four. Season four is a bit shorter, which is a bummer, Um, but, you know, if anyone has any ideas of other content they want us to cover after we're done season four and before Nathan's new shows drop, please reach out to us. We would love to hear from you. I think we have, like, a small list of things, like, perhaps talking about Click, uh, watching a couple other movies, Tommy Boy, The Wizard of Loneliness, (laughs) but, you know... We're just still waiting on news on when Nathan's new show is going to come out. (laughs) And uh, please don't forget to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts if you get a chance. Five-star reviews really help us out and help people find us. So that would be really sweet. It's just an awesome way to support the podcast. You can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Kelly W. Um, I was recently on the Stark Wars podcast as well. 
talking about the 2008 movie Iron Man. If you're interested in Marvel, definitely go check that out. They're at Stark Wars Pod on Twitter. This has been Kelly and Megan on your side.